I don't know, man. Anyways, hello and welcome to the Melon Nancy podcast. I just clapped really close to my microphone. That probably really murdered your ears. My name is Dylan. My name is Victor. I'm Sarge, and I'm really far away from my mic. Yeah, so... Uh, I was taking my shoes off. If you're watching this live, my stream is on spacecowboy.cc. Sarge is on twitch.com, or sorry, twitch.tv. What the fuck ever. Some website. Slash Sarge da barge, D-A instead of the, because hatred. Yeah, so uh, uh, if you recall in our previous episode, um, Sarge, you need to put a greater grip on your push to talk, because I hear that background noise when you're not talking. (laughs) Oh. I'll fix that. Um, anyway, so if you recall from some previous episodes while Sarge was gone, he's back, by the way. Welcome back, Sarge. But, but and we'll get to that in a second. So um, it's the fucking holidays. I've been inundated with holiday bullshit. There's more holiday bullshit ahead. It's going to be a great time for all. And the show that we make, it actually is a lot of editing. I spent a lot of time combing through our audio a different track of audio for each person because that's what mom, uh, Mumble lets me do. Uh, cutting out ands, ums, buts, silences, breathing into the microphone, and stupid shit that we say sometimes. And now we're just going to do it live. Gonna, shut the fuck up, Sarge! <laughs> we're just going to do it live and not edit those things out because I don't have time to edit for the holidays, but I still wanted to make the show. And so this, I thought this was a really good opportunity to experiment with a live format. My stream has a chat which is actually just an IRC channel that I have on a different window. I was going to show that window with Mumble, but I'm a noob at OBS, and so I didn't do it. Instead, I'm just streaming my Mumble window. Uh, That's fine. Actually, let me scroll up, because I had the agenda written right there. Let me scroll that Hey, but before we get to that, I got some beef. The one, I don't know his nickname, but I'm with being called... Well, you might cut out, and I really hope this isn't a cringe hot take, because here we go. This <laughs> isn't a cringe hot take. <clears throat> Let me rephrase, be perfectly clear about this. He said something that we can fight about. Um, specifically, only the Sarge so- shows are canon. Fight Oh, me. Robbie. Robbie was on our show yesterday. Robbie was in the pilot of the Mel Mancy podcast back in 20... What year was that, Victim? Do you remember? Uh, 20XX. Long fucking know, time ago. Creed. It was in my first apartment. I just moved out of my mom's house. Um, I wasn't married yet. It was a, it was a, it was a weird time. Um, it was fucking awesome though. I had a great time. So, so I have the agenda on screen and, uh, first and foremost, elephant in the room, Sarge is back. How was your trip? Uh, it was pretty okay, except... I was super jet lagged and I missed an episode and then I'm pretty sure I couldn't make the second episode because like I was leaving. Yeah, you were but, home by then, but you were like out cold. I oh remember yeah, um absolutely dead to the world. So Victim here kept it secret and a bunch of other people kept it secret from me. But the plan was is that Sarge was gonna show up at my house while we were recording the show and just kinda drop in and be like, Hey, got a mic? Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because like, I didn't even know. <laughs> you yes, didn't you did. tell me either. I, I legitimately told you. No, you didn't. But if you did, I did yes, not. Yes, I did. I didn't get it. Well, that's good. I, like, where, where I, did it you send even, it to me? I told you in voice chat. I popped in. 
on y'all were playing something or another. <laughs> you, Mike, and Hells. And you I was sure like, I wasn't hey, like dead or like in the middle of something, so like you were getting I drowned am, out or something. I am positive because you were like <laughs> reacting to the words that I was saying. It was I funny. Shit but... you not, I do not remember this. The plan was to uh, actually have. Actually, have what? You cut out again. Being like aware of the door opening. I was going to have like bring you some water or something. Yeah, yeah. For some stupid De- reason. Destiny was in on it all the way. I remember she got her desk yeah. really cleaned up and set up. My old like microphone arm and my old analog microphone that I used to make the show with before I got this new one. Uh, we hooked it up to her computer. It was like ready to be a second microphone for the show in the same room as me. Right. And she had it all set up. I thought she was just really excited to, to play video games in her free time. But uh, no, actually, it was because you were going <laughs> to drop in and we would have a place for you to actually join. I mean, my microphone has a, a, a interview setting where like the shape of the gain is like a set, like two intersecting circles instead of a heart. Um, so I, I, we could have yeah. used one microphone. It would have worked. But uh, we didn't have to. And that's because Destiny oh, yes, set the it up. Oh, the pattern. Right. A cardioid, as it's called. No, but, um, you know, butts aside. No, Nobody knows what those mean, Dylan. It's the butt pattern. It's the it's the ass shape. There we go. It's the peach method. Sorry, right. somebody popped in yeah. and was like, hey, man, you're muted. And I was like, I'm muted? Oh, God. Oops. Have no! You, have you been muted yeah. this whole time? <laughs> I, I fixed it. Thank you. Anyways, you may notice, uh, I mean, we don't really share the agenda normally but it's on my screen my screen share here for the stream so and of course if you're watching the vod i'm gonna post it on odyssey.com oh, it's a trillion degrees in my room hold on you should like open a window or something but then you might have to get the gun again <laughs> <laughs> while he's away before he oh god that was loud what the fuck was that don't mind me just run around. it's so hot in his room that he has lit on fire rest in peace sarge he was back for a short time. No, but uh, so you may notice we have a pretty short agenda today. Uh, this is our first time experimenting with a live format. Don't know if I even like this. Um, but I'm looking forward to how much less work it's going to be to produce the show uh, after the holidays. If this is like the path forward, we may even record more often because it's so much easier and so much less time out of my regular like two week cycle. Right. Because it's just minimal editing. Like, for the VOD, I just need to cut off, like, all the shit before the intro. Um, which enables me to do the intro multiple times, which you don't know that I do that, but we do. And then I'll come up with, like, an outro that I probably, like, record myself. And I just slap it on the end. And it's the same outro every time. That's the plan. Somebody posted in the chat. The I can respond to chat. It is. What the fuck is this? I realized push to talk would be a fucking giant thing for this. Someone in the chat just sent me a picture of window composite for OBS on screen. But that's what I'm doing. That is what I'm doing. I don't know what that what, what that's about. That's alright. It's whatever. Welcome back, Sarge. I see you did not spontaneously combust. I didn't spontaneously combust. All right, there we go. I got both of you guys' chats open. Oh, you do? <laughs> Somehow, like, I feel sweat. My back is definitely sweating. Uh, I'm just going to play 
with my GoXLR for a second here and mess with you because why not? Oh, thank you for self-censoring. Now I can upload this to YouTube. By the way, that's actually another uh, concession that I had considered when doing a format like this instead of doing the audio only was we could up we could turn around and upload this to YouTube and it wouldn't like the algorithm would be more kind to it because I don't even think you could upload audio only to YouTube. You need to like slap you your audio track can. onto a video or to a still image. But you can you can slap it onto like a still image and do that, yeah. Right. Um Windows or no Windows. Wow, what the fuck? Anyway, sorry, uh YouTube has been uh Yeah, we would have cut that. Make me look a lot more smart. Anyways, um Yeah, on YouTube they have a new I think there for a couple of years now, but like not many people know about it, where audio only videos are quite a thing. It's just like you just slap a still image and boom. Oh, I see. So, guess number eight. I see what you mean, and I appreciate. I do actually have that working. I did have the chat on screen earlier, uh, but it was kind of a hassle, and I'm not showing it now just because I I don't really... I want to upload it to YouTube later, and I don't want a bunch of people coming in and and saying shit that I don't have time to go fix or else I have to do a bunch of editing. So, I was going to respond to the chat, but I wasn't going to display it, is all. You don't have the beauty of the mods the moderation, automod, and everything. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of Twitch because, like, um, like, yeah, you just slap strict automod on. There's nothing stopping people. As shitty as it is, it's, it's, you know, safety, safety factor, right? Right, there's nothing stopping a bunch of people from coming into my IRC channel for my live stream and telling people how they're a Nigerian prince and they want money. Right, so, like, whatever. Uh, I I mean, if they they came in and said they're a Nigerian (laughs) prince and they want to give me money, I'm down with that. I mean, I'll hear what they have to say. Uh, but I, I don't think Nigeria has royalty. Um, um, shameless plug. Both mine <laughs> and victims' Twitch stream has a donate button. You can just donate. Just come here, Nigerian princess. Just give me all the money. You know, that's funny. I, I was remember. On, um, I remember Soda Pop and had that happen to him, but it was uh, a Dubai prince or something like that. See, those are real princes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might actually get with a 10k donation. That. Yeah. And that's like a walk in the park to them. They're oil barons. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like um, I was on another show. I was on Jeff Cliff's podcast. He's a, a person from Shipposter Club, same social media that I use, right? And he has a podcast called All Hell Can't Stop Us. Uh, but he, he spends a lot of time interviewing like people local to him. He lives in a province of Canada that I cannot pronounce. It's not the one victim lives in, but it's pretty far east. Um, mm, I forget Newfoundland? No face. It, it, it was a native word, like Saskatchewan. Oh, Saskatchewan. Oh no, that's that's far west. Oh, is it or more west? more central? Bro, how do you I guess, know how to say Saskatchewan? Here, let me. I'll get you a map real quick. I know how to say Saskatchewan, but I uh, forgot its name until it came out of my mouth because I don't have a filter. But that's fine. Uh, so Jeff Cliff, he lives in Saskatchewan, and he he mostly interviews people from that area, and he makes lots of references to where he's from. Uh, but his show was kind of like ours, and they just kind of shoot the shit. I went on that show with Moon, who we had on our previous episode, number 22, where we talked about the Fediverse and convinced Sarge to start using it, uh, which was fun for everybody. And that episode is awesome. You should go listen to it if you haven't heard it. Uh, I was on his show not long ago, and I remember it, the reason I bring it up is because we talked about how I haven't decided how to monetize this show or if I even will, because uh, it's just a hobby. And I don't like the idea of being beholden to advertisers, and I'm not going to tell you a bunch of bullshit about how great Raid Shadow Legends is. I spend so much time talking about Genshin Impact, you're not going to believe me, because that's a good mobile game, and Raid is bullshit. But, uh, 
and also Raycons are bullshit. And I just I I will not Fuck bow you fight me to a sponsor like that. Oh, that was loud. Yeah, I I only barely heard it through your mic, but I I thought about that as I was hitting enter. I'm like, you know, that's usually kind of loud. Yeah. Let me just show the world that uh why I said fuck you fighting. Oh. This is a pair of Raycons okay. right here, and uh, Dylan can't fight me. Raycons aren't the worst, but also, I'm currently to say that they're half the price is such a, a high. It's just a lie. It is the issue. It's the problem with um. The problem with the uh, Raycons is that the um, they're really bassy and capitalism. Bassy headphones yeah. are well. The problem is the bassness in the headphones, right? Like a lot of people like Beats by Dre or you know similar headphone companies. They'll make headphones that have really deep uh, and strong bass and really weak everything else, and it really sounds good in the demo booth. Like you you walk up to Best Buy and you see these on the little like demo thing. You try it and it's like ah. My headphones don't sound like this. That's fucking awesome, right? But they're not actually good. And when you take them home and listen to your favorite music, not the demo tracks that were, you know, purpose-picked for the thing. Um, what's it called? Uh, it was purpose-picked for the uh, for the demo. You get home with your new Beats by Dre or Raycons, and you plug in, like, your favorite shit, and most of the time it's not going to sound quite right because it's really bassy and you can't hear the instruments. I would like to disagree with you about the Raycons. In this scenario, the music that uh, I listen to, everything from rock to, like, some very confusing and possibly, quote-unquote, sus uh, pop music, sounds great. It's a, it, I haven't had any issues with any genre of music, even classical. Hey, man, I'll tell you right Moonlight now. Sonata slaps. That's my shit. You don't need to prepend your explanation about pop music. There, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Pop music is a creation of its time. And it is never wrong to enjoy pop music when it is made. Like, I fucking listen to the Riot Riot Games' new stuff, uh, the, the new KDA album. Oh, I literally listen to it on repeat. I can't, I can't help <laughs> it's it. It's catchy, I admit. I okay, I, I'm I just, not. I just want to say I, long ass hair. I used to be I, so, like solely a, a metalhead, and you look at me and you're like, that guy either gets stoned on you know every day of the week or he listens to metal music. There's no in between. And then you hear baby metal or fucking like the poppiest of music come through my speakers, and you're just like, my 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 life's a lie. For the record, um, some songs of the KDA album are, in fact, in that pop music genre that I was talking about. And the reason. You cut off. What What is the reason? Now I'm on edge. <laughs> that I framed it the way that I did. Okay. Was victim said, I listened to the KDA album and your immediate response was, oh, God. God. So, yeah, I'm going to frame it that way that's fine that's fine so um again never be ashamed to listen to the pop music of your time and never be ashamed to be nostalgic of pop music that you enjoyed in the past when it was new the only thing that you should be ashamed Britney of spears is toxic dude that song's fine that song's just fine <laughs> i remember when i was on the radio but you know what you should be ashamed of is when you listen to pop music that is before your time and you pretend that it's good like you're not gonna Tell me to my face, oh, go listen to the Beatles. They're better than everything. Like, oh, they inspired a lot of shit. But I'm not going to go listen to the Beatles. Their music isn't that good. 
I always hated that too. It's like, oh, I like X band. I'm like, they were like 20 years before you were born. Like, I'm like, it's fine if maybe you grew up and like your parents only fucking played the Beatles. Fine, I'll, I'll concede there. But like, there's a difference between respecting and understanding something like the Beatles. Because yeah, you're right. They're they're predecessors. They, I we wouldn't have half the shit we have if it wasn't for them, right? But fair. But that doesn't mean you have to but necessarily man, enjoy this. I get it if uh, I I entirely get it if people are like I can't get into the Yellow Submarine and all the like post drugs Beatles stuff or like the like we're definitely on drugs when we're making this album. Sergeant Pepper. You cut off again. Uh, you said Sergeant Pepper, and I'm not sure what you said after that. Tired. Well, you need to roll Sergeant it back. Pepper's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the Lonely Hearts Club or Lonely Heart Band. I can't remember the name of it. Like, we're very much like, like we are on drugs. Not like we're on pot. We're on drugs. If you don't understand that, I get it. I just, uh, like, I just don't like to do it. riddle in. <laughs> but, like, songs like Hey Jude. Uh, they did a Come Together. The Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I think, is actually on... Sergeant Pepper's supposed to be about LSD. Like the the Beatles inspired a lot because they are fucking amazing. Like if it if I lived through when the Beatles were making music, I probably would love them and be super nostalgic for them. But like I'll go back and be like, oh yeah, Lucy with the Sky with Diamonds is a good song. There's a couple other good songs, and then there's a lot of bad songs and almost I almost always prefer newer music to it because the nostalgia is not there. Yeah. I mean like if I were to tell you what I'm nostalgic about and like be 100% honest with you it's like Celldweller his whole crew I guess and then Pendulum. Dude I love Celldweller. He's so (laughs) good. Maybe even like some System of a Down. Why not? Right. Like those three dudes Uh, are like what I grew up on when I was really starting to get into my own like venturing through music on my own those are the three bands that i listened to Mm -hmm. when i was doing i signed up for a uh mcn there was like a that was a witch doctor gaming wasn't it also you cut out again you signed up for an mcn multi-channel what does mcn mean again multi-channel network it's like a, a business uh that is multiple oh channels. mcn i thought it was yeah, just yeah, yeah, it's a multi-channel like, network confused. i got you okay but uh they gave me the, the the cool thing about this was they gave me access to like this giant library of pre-licensed music that you could either pay a monthly subscription for wanted the monthly subscription so it'd be like 15 bucks and cell dweller was like my intro for the while the longest while or my outro i can't remember but maybe i just cut it in two different places song wise when i the videos yeah i think they they sounded great i think when he originally started he made it so that he was like yeah no use my music is fucking free and then i think when he made his like record label because i'm pretty sure clayton the guy who uh, the dude behind Solo, pretty sure he made his own producing studio 
and then basically brought in all of like his friends as well as like started signing on new people and from that point on started selling their music in packages for content creation and stuff like that but yeah yeah so to be clear uh what's it called um Seldweller or Clayton as his name is actually like he owns his own record label he signed on a bunch of talent and they have like a, a deal where most of their stuff is free to stream on Twitch because they're like a streaming first kind of deal. Like um, they were one of the earliest labels to embrace like Spotify and stuff because that's just kind of their bread and butter. It's very similar to the origin story of Machine Supremacy, though they're not on the same label. Machine Supremacy actually was just this group of guys in Sweden. They made music as a hobby. They weren't popular or famous. And their shtick was that they, they made music using a Commodore 64 for their... Uh, their techno bits, but it was just electronic rock, just like Seldweller, right? But um, oh man, I love them too. They're I love such that a good shit, band, man. But I, 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 it wasn't until I met you, so like many years later, that I, I even gave them a chance. Yeah, like so, what they did in their heyday was they would leech their own songs on LimeWire, uh, and people would download them and be like, "Wow, this this sounds fucking sick. What band is this?" And it's like, "Haha, the music was free all along." In fact, on their website, yeah. uh, on their website, if you type in the Konami code, you get like a like an MP3 downloads to your computer or some shit. Like, I don't think it does that anymore. But it was really cool back Metallica. then. <laughs> Imagine Metallica didn't go fucking sour on themselves like that because they that was the, they were the original people to do that shit. They would throw free tape or, or whatever they were uh, old school music thing, the recorder thing. I forget the fuck it's called. Cassette off tape. Cassette tapes, that's it. Yeah, they would throw them out to the, to the crowd and be like, oh, hey, you know, here's our free shit. Fuck, you know, I don't know if they said fuck capitalism, but, you know, that's a... <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know if thing. that's Metallica. You might be thinking of a different band because Metallica was one of those Maybe? bands that yeah. headlined the streaming bad, piracy bad, give me your money. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Right? They did that originally, and then, like, years later, like, not even that many mm-hmm. years later, but, like, years later, they're like, oh, you shouldn't steal our music. It's like, motherfucker, you used to hand it out for free. What do you mean, steal your music? You hypocrites? Come on now. Right. It's just I know, might be thinking of the wrong band, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Metallica. You've got to be thinking of the wrong band. Speaking, their image in the streaming world is so soured by their old hot takes. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead, Sarge. Well, that might be it. Um, since we're talking about like you know, you cut off again. We got to get this shit fixed, man. That's okay. The first it might I think the internet might be dying on the search because <laughs> it really does sound like packet loss. Like you kind of go like a little tinge a robot maybe I don't as hear, you're about to like i don't hear the robot i just I, sound, I hear him clearly and then he just abruptly stops and comes right well, back it's not robot i, I should say it's more like an weird. electronic sound like you get like a bit of an electronic like cut off and then you just are like well you're cut out at that point anyways go on sarge <laughs> uh yeah since we were talking about the uh epic music and then dmca and stuff and twitch and so on and so forth uh, all of it kind of combined made me think uh, about how Vic beat Final Fantasy VII finally after his first playthrough. That's right. So I sure did. I was there. I was so happy too because I was like, okay, this stream will be the one where he gets the gold chocobo. That's probably going to take him fucking forever. And so I was working. I didn't tune in right away. And then I got off work and I tuned in and he was in the North Crater. And he was like at the bottom of it. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is it. <laughs> yeah, I I, I slapped that gold chocobo out of existence. Wow, okay, that's a weird way to phrase that. I fucking, I got that so fast. Everyone's like, 
Oh, uh, if you do a trial and error, you're never fucking gonna get it. It's like there's no hints. There's no. There's nothing in the game that that does. I'm like, I'm, and as I'm doing it, I'm like, in this coming, like every one of the everything that I did was very like predictable, and I was like, okay. I don't want to shit on my Hold viewers on, I have a question. or Jordan for that matter, but like, I have a question for Segway's sake. Okay. Yeah, what's up? The soundtrack of Final Fantasy Seven, like ten ten or what? How do you rate it, Victor? I mean, does not compute. much rather okay. than like the Advent <laughs> Children soundtrack or like the remake soundtrack. But that's just because I'm a fan of pr- production quality more than I am a fan of like sounds. I guess I don't, it's a, that's probably a weird way to phrase that. I think arrangement. Is I mean, for. if you if arrangement, you were, yeah, you go on to like Spotify or. Cut out again, Sarge, but let me take it from here. So um, I, I do recall back in the day, I remember I, I had like a, a like a USB stick MP3 player or some shit that had room for like four songs. And I remember you hooked me up with the, the one Wing Angel from Final Fantasy VII because that shit was the best. And like three other songs, one of them was from AFI. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah. Be emo! Because it was just, it was trendy back then, right? Like. I don't listen to it anymore, but I I did. It was just it's pissing. The only emo band I ever liked was like no, bro, Panic that the was disco. hipster shit for the. Yeah, well. It's oh, to... it's but... fine, Dylan. Yeah. Everyone everyone has their shadowed past. I know. I I but used to AFI listen to AFI was like some shit. I, I was putting you on to the underground, like the the hipster emo. Yeah, you're like, Dylan, listen to this. It's awesome. And it was like, what song was it even? It wasn't even their most popular song. It was some other song. I forget how it goes. I don't know, but shortly afterwards, I, I think I know what song it was, but shortly after, like within like a year or two, they released the Miss Murder and the whole mm. album and they like blew up. But yeah. if I had to guess, yeah. it was probably God Called in Sick Today because their favorite songs by their they're just amazing. I could have swore it was a song whose title was one word. I just don't remember which one. Uh, but it was definitely okay. before Miss um, Murder. Actually, you're you're. It, that's an impossibility. Oh, it was an emo band in the mid two thousand. Like, like this. Right, like, right. God all their song, today, all their yeah. song titles were paragraph length. Uh, yeah, they're 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 literally writing poetry. I was driving in the title. to the bridge and it was on fire. So I jumped off of it, and the song's like the happiest love song ever. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Um, okay, but yeah, so so Vic, you beat Final Fantasy VII. I thought the soundtrack was pretty good, but I think I agree with you that um, uh, like this, it's it's a good soundtrack, right? But like, other than the final boss theme and some of the key themes, like the Sephiroth theme and the uh, the Genova theme the boss music, which are the most important tracks in an RPG, right? The, yeah. The villain exactly. theme and the, in the battle, they, they nailed it where they had to, but like, there's a lot of themes like the Chocobo ranch theme. Some of the Midgar themes, not all, some of them are bangers, right? But there, there was a lot God, of yeah. out of place shit that was like, this is just the square Enix fucking around on a MIDI board. Right. And it's like, get this shit out of my ears. <laughs> just Come the, on. just the idle. Music fucking around on a MIDI board is one of the most fun you can ever have, dude. I swear. You're saying just start? the idle music, mm-hmm. just the idle music in Final Fantasy VII. Like it, it's too good. Like I, I really think that's 
one of the better soundtracks in games. I'm not saying it is the best. Mm-hmm. You cut out again. God damn, this is getting old fast. <laughs> I don't know how that's happening for you. I don't know. I don't know, man. But I I blame Mumble. I, I do too. That's why uh, you need to get on that. Uh, oh, I see you already did get that onto that 1.3. Don't worry. Uh, by the way, viewers, next episode, we're going to use Jitsi Meat. I'm going to go install it on my server where the Mumble server is. And we're going to give that a try, which will enable us to turn our webcams on for the stream. Um, that's how I recorded Jeff Cliff's show with Moon. Uh, though I did not get to see it. lowered my quality. That might help you maintain a consistent connection. So we'll see. But yeah, so when I did Jeff Cliff's show, I used Jitsi Meat for the first time. It's not the best, but it, it worked really well, actually. Like, we didn't have any problems at all. And uh, it wasn't even on a server he hosted. It was just on, like, a, an open one. But um, I'm pretty excited about that. It seems like pretty decent software, and it lets us use our webcams. And I can host it myself, which is uh, important to me. So that will happen, and that will be cool. And maybe that'll solve some of Sarge's problems. We'll see. But... Back on the topic of Final Fantasy VII. Sarge I, at this point is just upset about life. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he keeps getting interrupted, and that's so sad. So uh, I think my biggest complaint, though, about Final Fantasy VII soundtrack is that after Meteor gets summoned, spoiler alert, uh, the world map music changes for the worse. Um, I didn't even really even notice it. it, really? it I knew it changed, but like I, I just wasn't... And also... Just didn't really care. I feel spoiled on music for Final Fantasy. Maybe. Because I played eight before I played seven. And eight had a stronger soundtrack all around. It just it did not have the iconic villain theme in the Genoa theme and the Sephiroth yeah. theme. Like well, the, those the Sephiroth theme. I hate you. Stop it. I've been through so many years of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm not. You called him Sephiroth and not Sephiroth. Uh, He's like, oh, uh, I see a PH, but. <laughs> hey man, that PH it, the H is silent. Um, yeah, I thought I had fixed this, <laughs> but no. Um, that the, the cool thing about that that soundtrack too is that that's the first time, probably I want to say in JRPG history, but at least in Final Fantasy history, where there was vocals in, on a track. Yeah, they didn't really and do much it, with vocals. No matter how old it gets, that's still really cool. Yeah, but the vocals like that was a lot more present in the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack. It was like uh, in the opening. It was in several of the themes. Also, the world map music was very memorable. Like, it was great. So, I don't know, man. I, I really liked the 8 soundtrack better. But there's some real bangers in 7 that will be remembered by a lot of people forever. But I got I got a funny story to tell now that you finally finished Final Fantasy 7 Victims. So get this. And I really wish no. Jordan was here because Jordan knew this person. So, in the previous episode with Robbie, we explained the concept of a couchie. This is a person from our local community college who hangs out in the couch area and they probably don't even go to school there. They're bumming the Wi-Fi off a friend and they're just freeloading. Like it's like their personal clubhouse or some shit. Yeah. And they're usually disgusting. Um, I'm aware of these creatures. Yeah. More on that in the previous episode. That episode was hilarious, by the way. So uh, there was one such person that I went to high school with who became one of these people, the dwellers of the couches. And uh, this person was the biggest Final Fantasy VII fan in the world that has never played Final Fantasy VII. You would not believe. So, uh, <laughs> the, 
how we got here was uh, this guy was apparently a really big fan of uh, another Square Enix title uh, that nobody likes called uh, Kingdom Hearts. And uh, in this game... I'll fight you, sir. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was exaggerating. No, a lot of people love Kingdom Hearts. It's very beloved. I didn't like it um, because my PS2 was in the living room and I couldn't stomach the Little Mermaid section because uh, it was embarrassing. And I... My favorite section, all right? You listen here. <laughs> <laughs> also, my mom was obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, and uh, wait, which one? Kingdom Hearts one or two? Did you even try two? two? Uh, it was two. in two. It was in two. Oh, I got the, through one. The three-hour-long tutorial. God, it, that's better than the fucking eight-hour tutorial in Trails in the Sky, second chapter. Yeah. You, you know, the, the sequel to a game needed a fucking eight-hour tutorial. My God. Anyway, sorry. But Kingdom Hearts two needs a three-hour tutorial for the three-hour final boss fight. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. I only know it's that long because I watched a friend beat it. That's part of why I didn't feel compelled to beat it myself because I did see how it ended. But um, so I, I knew this guy who became one of these couchy people, and he was a huge fan of Final Fantasy VII. He never played it. He only played Kingdom Hearts, and he thought Cloud and Sephiroth and their freaking one wings, because you remember the design of these characters in Kingdom Hearts Victim. They had, like, a wing growing out of their fucking back. Like... That's not what they look like. And, like, the Buster yeah. Sword's all taped up with duct tape. Like, what the fuck is this? And they made Sephiroth the hardest optional boss as, um... Uh, I don't even think it was pandering. Like, was it pandering? Because, I mean, Final Fantasy VII was popular when Kingdom Hearts came out, sure. But, like, we already had Final Fantasy VIII, IX, and X. They were all bangers. There are people... Yeah. There are a lot of people who will say X or nine or eight is their favorite. Not seven. In all fairness, though, like... Aside from Aerith, or Aerith, depending on how you how you would like to pronounce her name, um, it's probably their highest aside from selling. Her, though there was really n- no other Final Fantasy VII character that was like super duper important to the story. Yuffie was like off in the middle of fucking nowhere, doing like being a fucking high school student, and it was other Final Fantasies that took a front seat in in that regard. But people only remember Cloud and Sephiroth for some stupid reason. And I mean, it's because Sephiroth was a hard fight. That, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine and, and all good to, to remember that. But like, character-wise, story-wise, they fucking were nobodies. <laughs> There's no reason. And the only reason that they were different in the story, too, is that they, in being transported here, in the worlds being shattered like they were, they had lost their memories. They didn't actually remember who they were. Right. So, I mean, it was a, a hard sell. You know? Like, because I played all yeah. those Final Fantasy games, and you're trying to string them all together. Like, Dissidia was way more convincing to me. Yes. 100%. Like, Dissidia was a lot more believable. And then, freaking Kingdom Hearts, I, I, I just, I, I could not maintain, what's it called? I couldn't maintain, what's the word? Immersion. I could not. Folk? Yeah, immersion. Right? Immersion. I just, I could not keep it. Yeah. Keep it up. I just couldn't. Yeah, keep I think, up. I think just for, like, the sake of. <laughs> Like getting an exp- and I, I might I might be remembering this wrong. Many a year since I've been getting Mars too, but if I recall correctly, they were not even like their real selves. They were like copies when the world got like shattered. A fucking course they were. God damn it, Square. So they, like it, yeah. So basically, they're they might as well just be entirely different characters that just look like their Final Fantasy counterparts. And then fucking Nomura, the hack that is behind the Final Fantasy franchise right now. Yep, he over-designed Noctis. It was clearly his, like, his one of his best work, right? But then he stepped down to direct Final Fantasy XV, and it became something a little bit different. They brought in Tabata, and he saved it. 
right? He saved a sinking ship, though it wasn't very good at launch, right? But it's good I, now. I, I still I feel so bad for people to play that at launch because I, I genuinely really like 15. Like, mm-hmm. sure, there's a lot of reasons to not like it. It's not the greatest Final Fantasy, but it's got some really, really good high points yeah. that I feel like everyone needs to experience. Exactly. It's one of my favorites, too. But I didn't play it at launch either. And I'm sure if I did, I would have hated it and never went back. But Yeah, I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> it's just, it's not the case. I played it later, and it was it was awesome if you update it, such as life in, uh, you know, the new age of, of video games. But, like, um, what's it called? So this Tabata guy, he came in, and he basically saved 15. Nomura, who really liked the design for Noctis and the backstory and the setting and everything that he put into Versus 13, he fucking remade that character in Kingdom Hearts with a different name and is, like, a new, not protagonist, like, antagonist, uh, dirt antagonist, I, I don't know what the fucking word is, but, like, there was, like, some DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, which actually came out, by the way. What a fucking crazy decade this has been. We got Kingdom Hearts 3. We got Final Fantasy VII Remake. We got a new Tool album. The fuck's next? Aliens. Aliens were confirmed to be real. Like, this year keeps... Like, this decade keeps on giving. This particular year is kind of shit, though. <laughs> but damn, dude. Like, a lot of shit I never thought I'd ever see actually came to fruition and one of those things was kingdom hearts 3 yeah not because i was gonna play it because I, I didn't but uh it was, it was just an event to see everything yeah. come to a head if nothing else right it's like damn they actually made kingdom hearts 3 damn they really did remake final fantasy 7 though they didn't really remake it you'll find out later uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean so will i i only know the spoilers i'm i'm still gonna borrow it from jordan oh yeah jordan said he was gonna go drop that off uh soon or maybe he already did not yet uh we're gonna make no. plans uh because i don't want to just drop it off and leave i, I want to hang out so, fair. I, I'm trying to find a day and a, a good excuse to, to have him over. And I might have one oh, coming so, up soon, so we'll see. Yeah. So, speaking of all that, so Final Fantasy fourteen. I won't talk about it at length, but, like... Here we um, go. The reason, the, the reason why fourteen became really good is because a guy who goes by Yoshi P came in. I forget his real name. It's, like, Yoshida Naoki or Naoki Yoshida or something. It's, it's something like that. It's, like, it's not his real name anyways, but that's fine. Uh, and he's the dude who's producing 16 and a lot of people are next level excited about that. Like, like I, I'm using a, a fairly old, uh, you know, statement of being pumped up for 16 and, uh, for whatever reason, but, um, yeah, no, I, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that too. That's actually like, pretty good. Like, cause I know, um, there's a lot of people who will not give 14 story a chance and I'm, I'm not one of those people, but I'm not going to give it a chance like it's not because i don't yeah. want to play it and experience it is because i don't want to pay monthly right um yeah and you know you're 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 locked into well it's less now i think but it, it used to be around like 200 to 400 hours depending on how fast you went through it of s- straight story content in a month that's a lot of fucking shit to get through and you're not even really getting to play the game much at that right. point either it's like most of this is just talking running around Maybe killing the odd creature, doing like an odd menial task, and then like a trial or a dungeon every like 20, 30 quests. And it's just like, it's not necessarily bad considering story content is something that a lot of people like, especially in Final Fantasy. But if you're playing it also to be played as an MMO, it is a, it's a huge slog. It really is. Yeah, I get that. And I, I don't want to pay 10, 14, whatever it is, dollars a month. Uh, but I say that when, you know, in just a couple days, I'm about to drop $90 dues to get, you know, Spear Daddy in, in Genshin Impact. He's coming home, boys. 
It's gonna oh, happen. Oh, you're making. You're like I gotta get Zongli saved. I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Mister Zongli, you 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 went the distance, victim, oh. and you got Tartaglia. So that still makes my. I'm looking at my bank account. I'm like, there's 120 dollars that could be here. <laughs> I got I got two Tartaglias. God damn. I could What's I could up? grab another one, but I'm just not gonna fuck with it. It's not worth. I think he's fine at C zero. People say that the, yeah. he's not, but they're just they're lying to themselves. There's a lot of characters that are no, fine at C zero. Uh, they're also all five star. Yeah. <laughs> Every no characters are fine at C zero. Bennett. Yeah. Does he does he get drastically stronger at C six? Absolutely. Like there's huge benefit. But it's it's every over character top. It's at C six. You don't need to be that powerful. Yeah. Right. Um, there's no, some it's like the set. difference between like five shotting something and one shotting mm-hmm. it. It's like you're still killing it relatively quickly, and it doesn't get a chance to kill you. Right. The point <laughs> but, I'm making, though, is that there's a lot of four-star characters in Genshin Impact that when you have C1, C2, they're definitely five-star quality at C0. Like, for example, Ningguang, way better at C1 because all of her auto attacks are now AoEs. That's, it's huge. And then C2. Definitely yeah. better. Her if shield's always up. Ning, yeah, if you're going to use Ningguang, you have to have her at C1, I think. But yeah. No, you just need to have her level up to so she has her, her second talent. When she has her, her second passive talent unlocked, that's when things start to get ridiculous with her. Yeah. Uh, which one is that? I can't remember. Cause I think it's I have the, the one that lets her generate more than three of her things, I think. And you know what's crazy? Like I have Ningguang Maybe. at level 50. I have Noelle at level 50. Those are my two strongest that's characters. I'm not, I'm not that far as you guys, right? Yeah. I haven't even met... Almost got child to 80. I haven't even met Zhongli in the story, and I'm about to spend all this money to try to get him. It's kind of sad. but um, Trust me. You're gonna like them. I mean, well, I already know cause... it's a little bit spoilery to say that there's maybe a reason you won't like them, but um, no, no, I think he's. See. I think with that voice actor, I don't know, man. I don't think I can hate any character oh, that that guy voices. He, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he was. Uh, everyone kept saying uh, Dragon's Dogma. I think it's just because the Netflix series came out recently and it was like Fresh People's Minds, mm-hmm. but like he was from the video game and. He fucking nailed every single role that he ended up playing throughout that video game. I, so I think his name was like I Keith, haven't heard his voice. It was Keith Silver something. He was Shar Aznable yeah. in Gundam: The Origin. He was Shido, the bad guy from Persona Five. He was um, the the Have you been to the Cloud District guy from Skyrim? And, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a and many many other voices, right? But I fucking love that guy, and his voice is so excellent. That I and he uses the fucking spear. Like spears yeah. are my favorite that, weapons, you know? In fantasy. Yeah. By the way, that that is mine too. But that is the only reason that I might go for him. I do want to save and everything, and not like spend a bunch of money. But I have a spear. You have a spear, and then you cut off. You need to come back, Sarge. Are you there? Can you hear me? God damn it! I, I you have a spear. Off. I don't even have stream. Yeah, I have a spear that's gonna be like one of his best in slots because I pulled a five star spear, the Skyward Spine, oh, like forever ooh. ago, and it's all leveled and everything. Yeah, nice. So I'm if it does turn out to be like his best in slot, after everybody nerds over the details, though, there are people who are doing it, and they say that it's up there. If it turns out to be his best, I might pull for it. Dylan, you might be pretty okay, depending on how much you have pulled. What I would do is look at the banner and then look at your history and go, uh, every page is six. 
So just count them up. Last time you pulled a five star. I've never pulled a five star. On that. Ever. Okay. So count how many pulls you have on that banner. Right. And since none of them are five star, uh, there's a soft pity at like 75 or 76 that boosts the chance. And then add you are guaranteed. So you probably don't even have to spend a hundred bucks. I think I'm really close to that because I, so I, the only money I've put into Genshin Impact so far was $30 of Google play gift card money that I forgot I had for a few years. And uh, when I went to go like, pull the credit card out it's like oh you have money in your google play wallet do you want to use it and i was like fuck yeah i do use it and i so i technically <laughs> technically haven't spent anything uh but i did get the 30 dollar um times two top up and then i i must have rolled along with all my free pulls and the the stuff you get at the beginning and since i played at launch all the free shit in the mail um i think i'm sitting around 60 pulls in total right okay so you should be fine he comes out on the first i'm so excited it's it's a it's a a a maximum of 180 rolls you need to get him for sure right but what makes me sad is like have you seen his banner like do you did you see the characters on his banner they're Um, all great sword users they're all good but they're not what i want like there's the new girl new fire girl with the guitar that's kind of cool i guess but like she works really well with other characters so she might be okay on your team Okay. Uh, they're calling her the five star Deluke, the fire girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the four star Deluke or is Bido. Oh man, it's Amber. All the way. <laughs> Just kidding. No, Amber is actually on my team. She actually out DPS's new one right of- now. She's a lot more strong than people. Like a lot I, of people like, oh, she's she's the bottom of the barrel, the worst, the worst. It's like no, she might be bad in comparison to everyone else but that doesn't mean that she can't be good also i have <laughs> no, c1 people, ember circle jerk me do because you play the game completely different if you have no, no, her level amber surge amber being oh bad. my bad I, sorry it it's been cutting out no it's all good dude yeah me and victim can hear each other very clearly uh so Bido gets slept on but you're right she is a real, she's pretty busted especially yeah. at c6 like i have her she's going to slap so at c1 amber shoots twice when you do her her full charge right and then there's a bow you can get there's a three star bow out there i know you shouldn't level three star bows but hear me out no some three stars are fucking super worth it there's one three star bow i forget what it's called um but i have it i didn't get it until i like started doing the mountain quest in in leeway right uh, it like dropped out of a chest. I was waiting for it because I saw it in a YouTube video. I'm like, I want it. And it only drops out of chests and I never got it until then. And I was like, fuck yes, finally got it. And what it does is critical hits, um, eligible to proc every, once every 10 seconds, but critical hits like headshots with a charge shot, hundred percent extra damage, straight double. So she's out DPSing my Ningguang because all of her art. I mean, I have shit artifacts cause I'm I'm not very far, right? I'm adventure rank 20. Yeah, you need something. to at least be AR 30 to start grinding the really good ones. Yeah, I'm not AR 30 yet. I'm like AR 26. And so, <laughs> even then, people say to wait till you're 45, 50 before you start doing it. But like spending a lot of your resin on like, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. Like, like you can spend your, your daily resin on it just fine. But I wouldn't spend like your, uh, I, your refreshes. I've been spending my daily resin on the the Geo boss, world boss, because I, I main Noel. Uh, I've been using it on level up talent materials uh, and on weapon upgrade materials, and it's been going really Honestly, well for me. That is majority of what you need. I mean, you still want artifacts slapped on your characters, and you want to, you know, you want to try and get the attacks percent. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's that's the greatest thing for bang for your buck in in terms of like general usage. 
Uh, and w- once you got that going for you, there's really nothing in the game that will stand to you until you get really far in the game. My plan right now is, so I'm Adventure Egg 26. I've taken the, obviously I've taken the Adventure Egg 25 world level up. So I'm at world level two and I get world level three, no matter what, at Adventure Egg 30. So what I want to do is I want to ascend Noel at least one more time because until I get to world level three, the drops I need to ascend Noel are kind of rare. So I need to kill the Geohippostasis like three more times. And then oh, I burped. I'm sorry. I'm not drinking tonight. I have an energy drink. Last episode was kind of a shit show. I don't know if you heard it, Sarge. But um, so my plan is ascend Noel one more time before Adventure Rank Three because everything scales off defense. And once she does her burst, like everything dies. It's amazing, actually, how effectively that yes. works. And then Ning Wong makes everyone that's not a slime drop Earth shards. I switch to Noel and pick them up. It almost has 100% uptime. It's ridiculous. Ning Wong can actually make it so your team is unkillable. Like, straight up take zero damage ever. Yeah, that's what I'm she doing. She is the opposite <laughs> of take damage. It's She's beautiful. Like, electricity is traditionally my favorite element in fantasy video games, right? But I, I am, Genshin Impact, I am on Team Geo, man. Like, Geo the best. And, and Geo was considered the underdog element for a really long time, too. So, like... You're you're basically doing something that pe- a lot of people are sleeping on. I mean, there's people that are warming up to Noel. You know, people saying that she's triple S tier. People who are you're talking about Ning Guang being like super busted to the point that she needs to be nerfed in a hot fix or mm-hmm. blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. But like, not this isn't like a large spread thing yet. It's just a couple of people saying it. With the resources I have available to me, if I had different characters, I could build a party that kills things and clears domains faster. But I wouldn't be unkillable. And I really enjoy being unkillable, especially because I spend so much time playing on the phone that being unkillable makes the experience a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that's Which is fair. why you might like learning to do. Like, people really say that, like, she, you play a different game when you play her because of her guard ability thing. Right. And if you properly guard at the right time, you parry. But I didn't, I didn't pull on the Tartaglia banner. Because I've been saving, so I actually have no Bido. Um, Bido has left the building. I have no Bido. Uh, I do have Chong Yun, who is on Zhongli's banner, right? So I already have Popsicle Boy, mm. right? I have one. Of he them. might be worth building at some point. He I might mean, be. Keep in mind, Dylan. In order to experience the entire game, you need at least two teams of characters. You're going to need more than that, feasibly, but you can. You need. You'll need at least two teams. Lisa is one of my favorite characters. She she's benched for now. But, like, thematically, and because electricity is my favorite, like, uh, I wanted to build her as a main. Um, but I didn't really, I just didn't have the things I needed to make it work. So, Chong Yun works really well with Lisa. And so, if I spend a bunch of money on the Zongli banner and I get, like, a high constellation Chong Yun, I might be in really good shape. Yeah, so, and just, like, a lot of people are saying that the base characters are going to get buffed, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're good. But they don't do anything so special that them being good makes them, like, uh, what's the word for it? Like, uh, I guess, like, uh, uh, easy to use. I'm thinking of another word, like, intuitive. There we go. Where uh, people are saying that it would be a lot better for them to just buff up these characters so that, or even just, like, alter the way that their attacks work so that they are easier to use. Um, Because most new players opt to get rid of them as soon as they can because they're so awkward. Right. Which is kind of shitty because they are cool characters and they get really cool arcs and stories in the game. And Yeah. One thing I, I just love about Genshin Impact, and I said it before on our show, is that every single character is worth using, even Amber. 
like C1 Amber with that bow that I found is fucking busted. Like if I hit them in the head with a charged shot, like that's how I open all my fights. So I just, I delete yeah. one enemy for free. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, you can shit on the game for it's it, the way it's monetized. I I would never ever fault anyone for that. It is it is it's, it's essentially a game that's pretending it's a mobile game. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you don't really need to dump any money. In fact, there's a guy out there who's not even rolling, not even his free rolls, just straight up like playing the game with the four characters he's given, um, only using things that the game gives him, and he has beaten like some of the hardest content in the game at the moment. So you don't even really need to like do anything and you can just play the game. It's, it's not like, a. I guess it, it's one of those things where you can say it's predatory because it, they, they provide it for people to do. But if you are intelligent and you go in with like this information, even just the information I've given you versus, you know, information you can get anywhere, uh, you won't, you won't lose your wallet to the game by any means. Right. So yeah, I'm about to be irresponsible and spend some money, but like I budgeted for this. It's fine. I'm not going to overspend my limit. Spend anything I don't have. Yeah. That's what my dad taught me about slot machines. He's an expert gambler, so <laughs> it's in my blood. Anyway, and that's not that's not irresponsible then. Exactly. So, um, but you know, I could be buying other things. So the other thing I wanted to buy, right? So, so what I do it, to 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 maintain my sanity uh, is I basically give myself a sixty dollar per paycheck. I get two paychecks a month, right? And I I make really good money doing what I do, but I only budget. $60 a paycheck. So that's $120 a month for any guilt-free purchase. And I have energy drinks on the grocery budget now, so it frees that up a lot. Um, that's a fair that's <laughs> it, that's how I got mine the other night. Yeah. I, I used to um I used to drink energy drinks at work cuz they were free. And uh ever since COVID-19 hit in February, uh we uh I've been working from home, so it's like, well, I got to provide the energy drinks now. I can't just stop uh, but we just got an espresso machine, so I've been doing the lactose-free milk and the espresso shots. And uh, ooh, that's some fucking good shit right it, there. It is a, a whole new world of caffeine, so I'm I'm getting used mm. to that. So we'll see, we'll see. But um, so what I wanted to spend some money on, I'm actually uh, I, I it's funny, me and Destiny, we call it pocket sand because the freaking king of the hill joke, right? Because it's pocket cash. What we used to do is we used to pull this money out. I like it. We used to pull before when everything was open before COVID, right? BC. Huh. Uh, we used to pull these sixty dollar bills <laughs> out and have them physically on our person so, to help control spending, right? Because that that's how we got out of debt. Was like, okay, so this is your guilt free money. Go spend it or save it, and um, and then we paid our bills and shit. So it helped curb our spending. It was actually a really effective strategy. So what I wanted to do with this uh, pocket sand, right? as it were, was I actually, and wait, hold on, roll it back. So the last paycheck, I still had $10 left over. This paycheck, I'm getting 60 more, right? So yes, Zongli's coming home. But with the $10 I have left, what I'm going to be doing, I'm actually going to do this tomorrow, is I'm going to go to all my local thrift stores, the Goodwills, the St. Vincent de Paul's, uh, whatever the fuck, uh, mom and pop, convenience store even retro gaming because uh what i'm after is a nintendo wii guitar hero controller and uh do, do you want to know why of course you do i'm just gonna tell yes, you yes I, I, I would love to know because <laughs> uh that's uh quite a quite an old thing to buy at the moment it is and i'm only gonna find it at thrift stores but if i can find one that's in good condition i can get it for probably like a dollar so there You're going to say Clone Hero, aren't you? I am going to talk about Clone Hero. So I, <laughs> I was in a thread 
on on Ship Hoster Club uh, yesterday, maybe the day before, where some people were talking about how they made a chart for some songs in Clone Hero, and I'm like, Clone Hero? What the fuck is Clone Hero? Right? Like, Sarge knows. You know, we we practiced it together. Uh, we, I was pro as heck at uh, Guitar Hero back in the day. It was uh, the one video game I played at home all the time for fun, right? It was the game that never got old, right? So I got really good at it. I've been through the Fire and Flames on Expert. I full comboed some songs, but they're all, like, easy songs, like Paint It Black um, and Thunder Horse. But but full comboing is hard. I'm not that good, but I could beat through the Fire and Flames on Expert. It's not a big deal, right? I am, like, on the cusp of greatness. But they stopped making Guitar Hero games, and uh, the, the last one they made was not good. Uh, and so they should stop making new ones. And uh, so Clone Hero is basically free software. It runs on Linux, but I'm going to play it on Windows just because my Windows partition is a toy. It's basically like a, a PC Xbox to me, right? So I'm going to play the PC version, the, the Windows version. But uh, I mean, it quite literally is a PC Xbox considering Windows 10 is so compatible exactly, with Xbox. Exactly. So I'll be playing it on my Windows partition, but the plan is uh, the word on the street... Uh, which I gleaned from this Fetty thread. And then I, I looked on YouTube as well, and it backed up everything that they told me. And basically, the Wii guitars are the least latent way to play Clone Hero today. And that is because of a adapter that was invented in 2018 and sold It's $30. It is a basically USB-A on one end and Nintendo Wii weird square plug on the other end. You plug that shit into the guitar. You don't need a Wiimote. You don't need a Wiimote. You just plug it in to the guitar where the Wiimote's supposed to go. <laughs> and um, it is the lowest latency way to play. And uh, you need low latency in order to actually full combo songs and like play like the, at the highest difficulties and stuff, right? Uh, if you're does just, it not have a calibration setting? I mean, it does, but like it'll never be good. It's like playing on really bad wireless, right? Like, I mean, I guess that's fair, but we, we used to fuck with calibration all the time because... Uh, using wireless controllers, it was always off. There was it was the base setting was never good enough. It was like imagine that problem compounded by like emulation, right? So yeah, oh, I can see you imagine? You mean, yeah. So a wired connection is the way to go, and the Wii guitar has that adapter, which makes the wired connection ridiculously low latency. The second best choice is the Xbox 360 Explorer, which was wired um, and doesn't require anything. You just plugs right in. Uh, and then all the other ones, like all the PlayStation ones are really bad. So the guitars I actually still have in somewhere in a box, like are actually the worst in slot. And then um, with an adapter, a PS2 guitar is actually better than the PS3 wireless ones, which is fucking sad. So the plan is to look at what I have available at the thrift store, see if I can get a Wii-tar. That's what they call it, Wii-tar. Uh, and I'm going to go and make it happen because... Uh, and I might stream it, too. I, I might stream it on this very website just because I don't like Twitch. But maybe I'll do Twitch. I don't know. Actually, Seder, the software that SpaceCowboy.cc runs, right, can co-stream to Twitch. So I could actually do both. But we'll see. Also, Clone Hero uh, is kind of like Beat Saber modded where, you know, people are making tracks and they're putting it in and it's all licensed music because it's fucking modding, right? No one's paying for any of this. Um, yeah. But they can never sell it to you either without getting the feds kick their door in, right? It's all free. Uh, the only song that comes with Clone Hero is like some song like one of the devs made, I think. And then a Dragon Force song that Herman Lee said, hey, put this in Clone Hero. Uh, <laughs> right. 
Like he actually, for as much as I'm not a big Dragon Force fan, that's pretty chill of them. I'll give them that. It is. It is. Dude, Herman is probably the chillest human being on the planet, to be honest. Yeah, he streams on Twitch too. Um, yeah. I'll have to go drop my follow. <laughs> That'd be cool to check in on sometime. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, you might want to give Dragon Force another try victim. I don't know if you've heard them recently. They actually replaced uh, their singer some time ago. I, um, I do like their new stuff. I, I should I should say that. Like in the song about Skyrim recently, I was like, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. This is cool. I like their covers. They did a cover of like My Heart Will Go On and Ring of Fire with their new singer. Like, uh, Ooh, it's that fun. could be cool. I haven't heard that. It's fun. I like it. They're having fun. I'm having fun. They know what they are. It's like a meme band at this point. They're popular because of Guitar Hero. Because uh, it's no secret. Because I remember Sarge, your older brother, uh, had a modded what PS2, and yes, sir. In the old modded PS2 Guitar Hero days, like the the holy grail of of talent was, hey, I beat through the fire and flames because the fire and flames was supposed to be this song that was ridiculously hard. And the person who charted it uh, really went over the top and made it hard. Um, I actually think the Guitar Hero 3 version, because the devs of Guitar Hero 3 looked at the modding community and like, why are they all playing Dragon Force? What the fuck is Dragon Force? They reached out to Dragon Force and was like, hey, come be in our game. And they made Through the Fire and Flames the hardest song in Guitar Hero 3. But I think the, the Guitar Hero 3 version was way better than the modded version. It was just more fun to play. Um, and harder than the modded version. I mean, actually. someone was paid to make the version in, in 3 than the modded version. And so you could argue there was some incentive for it to be better. Yeah. It's like with Beat Saber. Like, uh, in Beat Saber, the holy grail of talent, like Through the Fire and Flames, is a song called Riot? Um, Overkill? I don't remember if the band's name is Riot or if the band's name is Overkill and the song's name is the reverse. I know the song you're talking about, and I cannot recall myself. Yeah, it's one or the other. And that song is like the holy grail of talent. But they sold it as DLC, and the official version isn't as good as the free one if you mod. So, I mean, if you have an Oculus Quest, uh, go buy it, I guess. Um, but uh, if you, you know, are a regular VR player, uh, go get the modded Beat Saber and go play Riot Overkill, because that song is the fucking awesome, and I thought so- it was great. I guess the question then becomes, and I think I can say this without any real worry. I think I think it's late enough in the day, or the early enough in the morning. However you want to look at that. Um, if I were to maybe sort of kind of have one of these Oculus Quest, or more specifically Quest Two, um, should I play Beat Saber? Absolutely, just because I know your household doesn't have VR otherwise. Um, so yeah. if you have an Oculus Quest. Um, modding is possible, but you risk a Facebook ban, which oh, would make your hardware useless. And I don't think the people who bought that for and it, it's it's not for me, so I probably right. shouldn't do that. <laughs> However, Beat Saber is fun as heck, and I think you should absolutely try that it. That seems really messed up. Yeah, it's pretty draconian. Uh, thanks, Facebook. I mean. I, I can on one hand I can understand because it licensed music going into their games like that. I mean I don't think it'll ever really backfire on them. Like I don't think anyone's really going to give a shit. But if they don't pretend to give a shit about it and someone does want to sue them, then they will probably lose the court case. And it's right. shitty. They sh- you know, but sometimes the company's going to look out for their own ass. Which I don't want to say that about Facebook. I really don't. But. <laughs> 
sometimes sometimes you get a side with the devil, you know? I don't know. Yeah. They had it coming. But no, um so I I still would recommend playing it just because it's the fun. Devil. Also, there is lots of DLC uh that you can download for free or pay for, uh that is official Beat Saber stuff. Uh I know one of the songs is um what's that song called? It's like the only KDA song I know. Um uh, the one stars? everyone knows. Yeah, pop stars. That that song okay. is fun as fuck. So is Crab Rave, and those are just meme songs. But they're they're not they're not mods. They're they're in the game. You may have to download them for free separately in like a menu somewhere. But it's not modded, right? I really um, hope they add all the rest of the songs in. That'd be kind of cool. And there's DLC packs of music. So like if you're um, if your family or real big fans of fucking Green Day or Imagine Dragons, there's a there's a DLC pack for you. Um, Whereas the modders, they can hey, just Green get those songs for free. I think uh, Green Day should retire. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fair point. They were good. <laughs> um, Their music definitely did not age as well as some older rock bands, and they are definitely not not doing so hot anymore. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to hate on Green Day because they were good. I, uh, I mean, I'm not hating. I'm just saying they had their prime and they're past it. So. I, I think we should switch topics because I, I did want to keep the live stream kind of short. We've been going for about an hour now, and I don't plan on editing almost any of this. So, fair, uh, fair. <laughs> moving swiftly along. So, I wanted to start a discussion. I asked Sarge and Victim to look up some shit. So, so Victim has already told his stream friends that there is a plan. I don't know if you want to go over the details or if you even can about your path to getting a PS5, but you're, you are getting one, yes? So, there is no real path. <laughs> The plan is just to fucking pray and hope that I can buy one through Walmart on, like, Wednesday. Um, that's probably really long and convoluted to go through. Basically, long story short, I know there's stock coming, on, a, on a, not on which specific day, but soon. And Walmart's going to let me know. Um, and by let me, I mean let everyone know. But it's it's a Canadian problem. Basically, America's making intermittent shipments. So if you're lucky, you can snap, nab one on any single day. From from launch to now, you could have. There's a chance you could have bought one on any of the days. In Canada, no, they haven't done a single drop since release. Damn, dude, that sucks. So I have been basically sitting there staring at the screen, the out of stock screen, and at the alerts page, and being like, "Nope, sorry, nothing new." It's like, yeah, great, cool, awesome. I should have done this sooner, but for the stream, I actually turned down my desktop audio because it is frequently going jumping up to the full red. Um, so hopefully that'll be better. Some people in my chat were saying that it was kind of loud. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, so, uh, Sarge, I know, uh, you, you asked around and you looked some stuff up about, uh, PS5 and, and Xbox. So let me set the stage. So the reason I wanted to bring it up, my oldest son, AJ, he turns four in the summer. And I don't know about you guys, but my parents bought me my first console when I was five. And that worked out real fucking well, right? Uh, I think it was four, but yeah, it was about that age. Like, it was old enough that I have long, vivid long-term memories. I didn't want to break the plastic or chew on it. Though, I, I think I joked around with the PS1 cables every once in a while. And I was really bad at wrapping them up. I do remember that. Uh, but I wasn't like a brainless child, right? <laughs> so my, my son's not there yet because he's only three. Uh, however, this is the generation where he will turn five and probably want to sit on the couch and play some video games with me, right? I'm not going to allow it until he's five because it works so well for me or maybe four and a half if, you know, he's ready. But okay, so what I, what I, I definitely want to know 
real quick mm -hmm. is and this to be like a familial thing or like more a fam or not a family but like more for him well there's more to the story so basically i'm actually glad you said that too but go on yeah no I'll, I'll let me elaborate so my son will be five when this generation is going strong and it's like second year right or first and a half year whatever you want to call it so and you guys know me i have the means to have both but i don't want both I'm not even really sold on either one, right? That's why I wanted to talk about it, because basically my, my intentions are twofold. One, I want a console that isn't the Switch, because, I mean, I already have that, um, that I can enjoy with my kids and play games with them that they will enjoy and remember fondly that aren't, like, ultra-violent AAA hype fests, right? Um, well, except Doom. Uh, I'll let them play Doom, but... <laughs> Preferably yeah, classic I mean, Doom. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh Especially classic Doom, because that's cartoony. Anyway, uh, I also have a selfish desire to have a nice console in my living room. Like, yeah, my my current video game prospects right now is Genshin Impact on the phone, because I can put it down and help with the kids any moment. And it's right there on my PC when I'm free. Uh, and then in my immediate future, I'm going to be getting into Clone Hero. I might even stream it when I'm bored at night and don't have anything else going on. Uh... That would be fun. I'll definitely have a lot of fun with my Fetty friends streaming to my niche stream platform and taking requests live. That sounds like a lot of fun. I definitely want to do that. And um, and webcam and everything. Like I'll put my webcam on my fingers. That sounds like fun as fuck, right? But I have an ulterior motive. I'll have a living room. I have a whole ass house to myself. I want... I, I know it's irresponsible because, you know, pandemic and all, right? But I, I do want to start up a regular cadence of my friends visiting me for like reasons. Like for example, uh, back when Mike lived in town, he, um, he and then Robbie and Jordan, the two previous guests, like in the last two episodes of our podcast, right? They, along with other mutual friends that maybe were mentioned in those episodes, uh, would go to Mike's house and they would play a lot of fighting games. And that's something the Switch does not do very well. I have a couple fighting games on the Switch. Mortal Kombat 11 and Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z works really well. Mortal Kombat 11 takes forever to load. And is in fact so... I'm about so... to piss off everybody. Well, I'm not done explaining, so you better wait. So, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 takes so long to load that it makes me only want to play the like arcade mode. Because there's a bunch of cool single-player shit you can do in Mortal Kombat 11. They really have the single-player experience figured out. I explained it in greater detail in the last episode or the one before that. And um, it makes me not want to play their single-player experience because it takes so fucking long to load. I mean, I played through the story, but, like, there's other shit you can do that gives you an incentive for logging in daily, right? Which is weird for a fighting game. But what I really want to play, like, my, my most selfish desire for console gaming right now is playing Soul Calibur Six Because it's the only Soul Calibur game I haven't played. I slept on it because I was... It came out when I was basically done with my PS4. I had like a first generation PS4. I only bought it for three games. I played those three games. It was a great time. That was Persona 5, Nier Automata, and Final Fantasy 15, by the way. Um, and it collects dust. I mean, I dusted it off to play Persona 5 Royal. That was fun. And then I promptly unplugged it and <laughs> plugged the Switch back in, right? Um, I miss playing fighting games. And I 
want to have friends over and I want to enjoy video games with my son and I want to play uh, interesting games uh, with Destiny because she likes watching like story driven games that I'm playing is is wonderful because then she can multitask something else while she watches too. But like that's how that's how um, that's how Xenoblade Two went. Like I played it, she watched with me. Uh, I would grind alone just so I can get through the the story easy. And if I ended up getting too far, I'd use the replay theater to like show her the cutscenes that she missed or refresh before we dive in. Right? That was a fucking awesome experience. Definitely want to do more of that. That's not Clone Hero. That's not Genshin Impact. Right? So I ha- I'm in the market for the console experience for myself as well. It kind of feel like. I'm out of touch with video games sometimes because I always play these like super niche multiplayer focused or weirdo games, right? Like I'm talking about fucking Clone Hero and a gotcha game, Genshin Impact, right? Yeah. I feel like I, I want to get back into like a proper console to, to really enjoy video games again, right? But I'm so disenchanted with all of Sony's bullshit that I, I feel like it's up in the air. I don't know if I want either console, but I've never been more willing to change teams because I've always had a Sony console. I never really gave the Xbox a chance. My dad had one. I played Halo I on the original Xbox and a couple of things, but like I skipped the 360 and I slept on the the, the X and the whatevers, right? But I'm, I've never been more willing to switch. So... That that's my preamble. Do you have any questions about the preamble? No, but I have the answer for you Let's for everything you've just laid out, the specifics of what you want the console for and everything. Let's hear it. You want the PS5. Why do I want the PS5? It has more story-driven games. It has the funny what, kitty games. What like, story-driven games does it have? Right now I'm because you need to name them because like the PS4 had story driven games but I didn't like them. Like for example, The Last of Us. I play like it came with the PS4. It was like The Last of Us yeah. remake. It was the first one, not the second one. I played Whichever. it. Yeah. I hated it. I did not play the second one because I did not like the first one. Right? I'm not into those kind of games. And the story like the story driven games that Destiny would watch me are is like the Final Fantasy games or you know, like JRPGs like with lots of gameplay and yeah. grinding elements like movie games that sony is more and more known for these days that's not what we're playing to be clear yeah so the more story driven games are typically on the playstation right like what you're gonna get the xbox specifically is like gears 5 gears 6 gears it it's a lot of first person shootery type stuff it's the stereotypical quote-unquote chad console it's like oh we're gonna play zombies or whatever it's shooters it's gory games it doesn't have a whole lot of family friendliness i mean it will i'm sure it will have something feeling the younger crowds Mm -hmm. but it is more like the mature i can see it I could see it. Victim, what do you think? I want, I want to hear from Victim before I reply. So, you think I'm going to say PS5, but I'm actually going to say probably neither. Really? So, here's the main thing. First off, you're buying it for your... Well, in part for your kid, I should say, at the very least. But the big thing there is that there, if you ever needed to do anything like uh like have like parental controls or anything like that sony doesn't have it 
you have to create and jump through so many hoops to get that set up. And Xbox, it just comes built. You just it's just a little tick box and it's boom, it's on. Um, now I haven't looked at the PS5. Maybe it's there now, but I know for the PS4 it's not, and that could be a major issue for you if it ever is something you wanted to, to look into. I mean, you might just trust your kids and then never ever fucking spend you know your credit card on V Bucks and Fortnite or whatever. But like, you know, it's just extra security that you may not have access to with your PS5. I can just imagine in like 10 years from now, freaking uh, Genshin, Genshin Impact still going Fortnite. strong. And then I remember, I can just imagine 10 years older AJ coming in like, dad, I need a simp for Zongli. He's on the banner again. I'm like, all right, son, here's the credit card. <laughs> Do me proud. <laughs> no, no. Back in, C6 or bust, buddy. I'm, I'm sure they'll <laughs> but, come out with cooler characters than Zongli, but that's going to be a fucking challenge. I don't know if they can top that. <laughs> but you're gonna get a lot but, of fighting game on it as well like mortal Kombat, uh the street but here's the thing with that though you can get those on either yeah. xbox you know so uh, so there's another thing uh actually if you don't mind my interjection so uh sarge posted a fetty thread um uh, in preparation for the show where he asked a couple of opinions and somebody pointed out that you can run emulation on the xbox series x and i looked into it and wait can you i was shocked by what I feel. Yeah, that, that sounds weird. So, I mean, uh, that's cool if, if true. So it turns out to dissuade people from cracking their Xboxes, which apparently hasn't been done yet, and um, basically enabling cheaters. Well, it probably will be done for like a month, but yeah. Right. But apparently it hasn't been cracked yet. And to discourage people from even wanting to try, because they want to protect their multiplayer service from hackers, right? But there's a lot of people that just want to run homebrew shit. And uh, so for $20, a one-time fee to Microsoft... You can basically get a little app on your Xbox that says, turn on dev mode. It'll reboot your box into a dev mode where you can install whatever the fuck you want. Uh, well, not anything that you want. It's only those Windows 10 start menu apps, right? But one such app is called RetroArch, which is a collection of emulators. And I saw a YouTube video. Somebody was using a Series S, which is not the X. It's like the weaker version of the new one, right? And... This dude was flawlessly playing GameCube games, Wii games, PS1 games, Genesis games, the Dreamcast. Like, I could have Fight Night at my house with the boys playing actual Street Fighter 2 in a, a stable emulator using Xbox controllers without paying a fucking dime. So Sony wants to sell my childhood back to me, right? They want me to buy the remake collections and the digital remasters and this and that. But like the Xbox, for twenty bucks, I could just like go install RetroArch and run a billion emulators on their fancy hardware, and I could replay my childhood for free so long as I can find the ROMs. And if I break it, I'll just restore to factory settings. Whatever they have a cloud saves for my retail version. Basically, if you if you boot into dev mode, you cannot play your retail games. They're just locked away from you. You have to reboot back into regular mode because they don't want people to cheat on their multiplayer shit, right? But yeah. they want to enable people to emulate and do homebrewy shit on their console so that way they don't have an incentive to go crack it to enable cheaters to exist, right? And I'm yeah. like, Okay, so the first thing that's going to happen is somebody's <laughs> going to crack that. That's going to be the first. They're not going to crack it's gonna the thing. It's going to get cracked. They're going to crack it so doing you, it. you can play your games through the dev mode. I guarantee it. That's going to be the first thing people attack. I don't give a shit about that though. I don't play their. I don't play Call of Duty. Yeah, on console. No, I don't. So, with that all said, though, 
the big thing to keep in mind with with you not getting a PS5 is there's there's a couple of things you're you're just 100% going to miss out on um and a couple of things that you might miss out on um the things that you definitely will miss out on is any from software title. I don't think many of them, if any of them anymore, will be releasing cross platform unless it to the PC. Um and you know, you don't I don't think you give a shit about Demon Souls or Dark Souls I, I really or whatever don't. I slept on whatever comes. I slept but on Armor Core. Armor Core is rumored to have another entry coming and that will probably be PlayStation exclusive. I will be interested if Marvelous Ooh. makes it, because Marvelous, the company, has all the old Armored Core devs. They're the ones that made Damon X Machina. That's why it looks so much like Armored That's Core. That's fair. Because they're the ones that made the original Armored Core, whereas Armored Core 5 was not made by them, and it was made by people who did not work on the old Armored Cores, and it does not feel right. And if they make another one of that, I, I, I can sleep on it comfortably, I think. Okay. That's fair. To be- um. I think another thing, too, is the Xbox does have a couple of unique titles coming. Um, like, uh, fuck. I just had it up. One second. That, that doomed Halo game that's probably not going to be very good? I mean, yeah, that's it's, a fair point. But I was, I was thinking more... It's not from the producers of Halo, so... Like, they got the Those new the Hellblade devs. coming. Yeah. I don't know. I think I can live without Hellblade. Um... Also, Stalker Two. <laughs> the future of Bethesda's titles are kind of in the air, right? That too. But I, I don't. Mean, they won't be exclusive though. I never really played Elder Scrolls though. Like I just like the memes. I never, I never really enjoyed an yeah. Elder Scrolls game. Avowed is pretty much the same thing as an Elder Scrolls game too, and that's an, that's an exclusive made by Obsidian Entertainment. Uh, I mean, they're a company. Just it's it looks kind of right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, but on, on top of like the PlayStation five though, like this is, that's all Xbox exclusive stuff. Um, PlayStation wise though, um, one thing that you might miss out on, at least miss out on it for a, a period of time, um, is Final Fantasy 16. I know. And I thought about that long and hard. Cause I'm like, man, they took back the whole PC shit about the trailer. If I, but if I get a PS five, I'm going to stream it. Yeah. Okay. So I think the biggest thing, and this is the goofiest thing, and this is what might surprise people. With haptic triggers. Why I would say <laughs> Just kidding. the haptic. <laughs> they are amazing. The haptic, no, no. It's the controller's haptic sense. As, they, as they advertise yeah. them to be. So that, yeah, that's going to be excited because I'm like, fuck, I'll throw this PS4 controller in the trash if it's that good. Yeah. Okay, look at it this way. I'm planning to buy one, even though the haptic sensor crap isn't. Uh, set up and hasn't been broken into for Microsoft. Now, if I was running like Ubuntu or something, I could use the hapticness. Like they've already, people have already figured it out. Didn't Steam have uh, something about their haptic triggers? Like I think Steam announced PS5 controller support was coming. Yep. And yeah. I, I think they're gonna figure out. Perfect. They're gonna figure out. I mean, they haptic. did. They did the same thing for PS4 controllers. That's why they work so well on, on PC. Huh, perfect. Where, whereas the PS3 controllers are kind of shitty, and you kind of have to emulate yeah. them. If I do end up yeah. getting an Xbox, I will probably still buy a PS5 controller for my PC. <laughs> oh yeah, I the, the controller alone is idea. next generation. And when you're talking about a computer that will be five or ten years out of date. Because that's basically what it is. I mean, it might be like high mid tier when it releases, 
but by the time it gets replaced, it's a decade old. Right. Like, to be clear, like, my PC... You have to look at the peripherals. My PC is still high tier, I think. I only have a 1070, and I know that's going to get outdated quick. But I have a new monitor coming in the mail. I took advantage of a Black Friday sale. I'm going to take my my ultra-wide 34-incher. I'm going to mount it on the wall higher, and then I have a new 34-incher curved ultra-wide that it's going to go right in front of me. The difference is the one that I have now that's going to go up and display static things, that's a G-Sync monitor that uh, without an NVIDIA graphics card can only that's do big. 50 hertz. But with like, NVIDIA... I only have a 12-incher. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be episode title now. Um, no, but... Uh, Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, I had another episode title in mind. I it's all right. I, I did it to myself. <sighs> I'll, I'll come up with a good title. Don't worry. So uh, I'm going to take this monitor and I'm going to mount it up high because the plan long term is uh, I'm I, and this is a, this is me believing the hype and I might be making a mistake. But I plan to trade out my 1070 for the new AMD cards that are coming because they seem legit. They, I mean, they're really competitive for once. They're going to they're going to be competitive, if not like same or even better potentially mm-hmm. so i mean i'm i would grab one if i didn't just buy my 1660 right i might even wait a generation just because my 1070 has no signs of slowing down um and you know i might buy yeah, one of I these mean, consoles is pretty beefy like 1070 still pretty beefy yeah and then the plan was to you know rebuild destiny's computer she's using a laptop with uh pc peripherals on a desk right now which is comfort comfortable for her um, because she doesn't do a whole lot with it, right? But I do have a matching case. I bought two of my case because I wanted to have a matching case with her. Uh, so I do need to build that eventually, right? Our, in our desk right next to each other. Like, the whole room is really nicely set up. I just got sound dampening panels. You saw the pictures probably on the Discord. And I, I got, didn't. I got sound dampening panels in front of me, and I got a little bit of them behind me. I also have two uh, movie-sized posters of uh, the cover of, of Doom 1 and Doom 2, and a little bit of um, the the sound paneling between, and uh, there will be more. We're gonna put some on the door and elsewhere. But um, this this little office room of mine, which I spend all my working hours in, is uh, is getting really decked out real fast, and I, I like it. So uh, looking forward to that. The monitor. So the point I bring up the monitor, the new monitor coming in. I'm gonna mount it on the wall exactly where the current one is. It is a 120 hertz double wide ultra wide 34 inch with free sync so i can't just go upgrade my graphics card today with the one monitor because yeah my double wide is uh 100 hertz but only with nvidia exclusive overclocking with g-sync like it's some weird bullshit where oh if i switch my nvidia card out for an amd it'll be locked at 50 hertz might as well use an hdmi cable it's so bad right uh gross it is disgusting and i was i was distraught when i discovered this i'm like they fucking locked me in so i'm freeing myself by getting a good monitor that uses free sync um and no matter what graphics card i have it will always be 120 hertz so and it's ultra wide so it'll be really better for gaming because it'll refresh faster and i'm looking forward to that so that's coming in the mail uh destiny's really excited to mount it on the wall because she really likes uh using the power tools um, every, every excuse she can get, uh, she, she busts out the power tools. And so she's really excited. I'm really excited cause I don't have to do any work. Uh, 
I really didn't do any of this. Uh, she really likes putting shit together. So, <laughs> um, looking forward to that. Ah, something to look forward to in the future. So, TLDR, uh, I'm in the market for one of these next-gen consoles because I want to play video games on my couch again. I think it'll help me enjoy video games again, more so than I currently do. Uh, and also, I really want to play Soul Calibur 6. <laughs> and I don't even think I could do that on PS5. Like, I know Tekken 7 has a PS5 upgrade, right, for, for Tekken 7. Uh, but Xbox One, or sorry, Xbox Series X, like, you go get any disc from any generation of Xbox, you pop it into the disc drive, and it fucking works. Like, if you have, like, an old original Xbox copy of, like, Star Wars Battlefront 2, you stick that sucker in, works. Upscaled. And it's like, are you serious? This is everything we wanted from Sony. And they never fucking delivered it. Sony is more interested in selling my childhood back to me. And it pisses me off, to be honest. Like, I feel betrayed. <laughs> That's why I didn't buy very many PS4 games. Because I just... Putting up with Sony, it gets harder every generation, it feels like. Because, like, I was really into it for the PS1 and the PS2. I had, like, dozens upon dozens upon dozens of games. I, I, I know, because I found the box. I kept them all, right? Whereas, um, it turns out, you know, Team Xbox over here that I used to, like, shit on for no good reason. Because I was just a fanboy when I was young and stupid, right? Turns out they're the ones that implemented the, the, the dream backwards compatibility hope you have a box full of all your old shit because it's all gonna work and it's like yeah god fucking damn it i feel like i fucked up it's funny too because sony was like such a huge advocate for all of that shit and they were an advocate for like all this free form every like this i think it was the ps3 or maybe even the ps4 when when at launch at the very least the three it was like Oh, super good, super awesome, Xbox bad, and Xbox is like, yeah, we're bad, but we're going to fix ourselves. And then they decided to go and be like that, and then Sony's like, well, if they're going to be that way, well, we're going to be worse. And it's just like, why? What the fuck went through the market, market, the CEO, whoever, fucking head, that they thought that was a good idea. I it know. hurts. It hurts. It hurts to think about, because fucking, I really liked a lot of the Sony stuff. Also, the PS2 had perfect backwards compatibility with the ps1 and i had a huge collection for both i remember i i spent a lot of time playing tension 2 on my ps2 just because it was so good that after i got the ps2 i was like i'm gonna keep playing tension 2 because it has a level editor and i was really good at it yeah we would just i remember over playing armored core 2 and mm-hmm. tension 2 and just making huge levels that were just insane i know and then when you beat all the three campaigns in Tenchu 2, you get a European castle tile set. So you could just make Dark Souls, but in Tenchu 2, before Dark Souls yeah, was a thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> with night, beautiful. With, like, yeah. knights and monsters and shit. It was awesome. Like It was super mm. fun. It was it was the shit, man. And that's what we did. I remember I would sit you down and be like, okay, load my save file, make it AC in Armored Core 2, and then we'll fight. And then it took, like, three hours, and then the fight was very short. God, I remember one time yeah. I brought another friend over. I don't know if you know this guy. And I remember um, he, I, I, let him, I gave him some time to go build his AC. And I was like, yeah, and then we'll, we'll fight the split screen. It's fun. And um, we get into battle. We start playing. And he immediately stops and pauses the game. He's like, hey, how do I turn up my sensitivity? And I was like, that's a statistic of your mech. And he was like, oh, oh God. And then I was like, yeah. oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no. It's, it's not how it works, my friend. That's a big rip. That's a massive rip. 
depth the just creation was mm-hmm. on that game. I really hope they make more. Did yeah. Damon X Machina have a multi like a, yeah. a versus mode? Yeah, and people Ooh. still play it actually. Like they'll talk about it in a couple discords and I think on their subreddit or something they'll talk about it. Um Okay. It's one of those niche games where, you know, it's got a small community. It's like Blacklight Retribution in a way where you'll see a lot of the same people, but they play it. Uh, and there's co-op yeah when it maybe like during the next like big steam sale i might uh might grab it yeah i don't know if there's cross play though between switch and pc though you might be dealing with the smaller niche community which may not be worth your time but the game was so good i recommend it anyway um probably well i mean i can buy it on either i'll just wait and see where it's best also all of the co-op exclusive bosses you can challenge solo and you can beat them if you're good. So, I mean, nothing, none of the game is locked to you by having a dead online community. Um, Sarge, your typing is so loud. That's a, it's a very watery keyboard. I, that um, is... Sorry, it's kind of far away, so it's going to sound watery. Especially with the clicks, it's going to start the fan up. Right. Uh, no, I have no room to talk. My keyboard's super loud, too. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, uh, on the agenda, I had an item about bitching about Star Wars, but I think I could probably rant about that for a whole hour. So I think we should just cut it off here, but we're doing it live, and I'm not sure how to end it. Um, I'm Show's sh- over, assholes. Show's over, yeah, assholes. Fuck you. Go away. Go home. I hope you had a good time, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to record an outro and probably slap it on to the, the final product that gets uploaded. But for everyone that actually showed up live, out- absolutely outstanding. Love you all. I sure do love this all just cutting out for me for no reason. I think I'm calling my ISP. Yeah, you should. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Mel and Mancy podcast. We post new episodes every two weeks on Sundays, but in the holidays with this new live format, we might post a little bit more often. You can find out the details on our social media accounts at melomancy.net based on what we decide. This new live stream format is a new thing for us trying to keep up with the times. So your feedback is valuable because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So check us out at melomancy.net. That's where we post all our show notes. You can find links to our odyssey.com clips. You can share with some friends. And also our contact info. It's all there. melomancy.net. Thanks.